0: Enjoy the message.
1: Why does God want to change me? We're going to answer that question today. And next week, we're going to talk about the one crucial thing that must change if you want to change. If you want to change, you will not be able to change unless this one thing is first changed. So let's pray and then we'll go into God's message today. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning because you are in our midst. Lord, we've gotten to worship you and be loved by you. We've gotten to participate, to sit at the table with you, Lord, through communion. Now, Lord, we want to be transformed by your word. So whether we are in this room or we're online in our living room, our office, uh, out in the park or in the car, wherever we are, we pray that your word would be powerful and transform us. Don't just inform us, change us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen amen. Amen. You know, I've been a Christian for a long time. My parents came to the Lord when I was a kid, and I got to grow up in the church, and I had my season of rebellion. And in my time with God and in my walk with God, I've discovered something. That God will often ask me to change. That God expects me to constantly be changing. Time after time, he's asked me, Nestor, you got to get rid of that. Nestor, we got to tweak that. Nestor, we have to change that. And I am very sure that he doesn't only do that with me, but that he's done that with you. In fact, some of you... You've ran from God because he wanted to change you. Because he asked you to change something, to abandon something, to start doing something. It's impossible to walk with God and not change. So you got to ask yourself, if I've been the same person for the last five years, heck, if I've been the same person for the last year, perhaps I may not be walking too close to God. Look at what 2 Corinthians 3.18 says. It says, all the time, we are being what? Changed, transformed to look like who? Like him, right? He's our goal with more and more of his shining greatness. Look at this. This change is from the Lord. Hey, can we all get on even ground? Here it is. We don't like change. Anybody with me? Come on. on, If you like change, we're going to pray for you because we envy you. Most people do not like change. And because people don't like change, they don't want to change. Forgive me this morning. I'm not going to talk about people. I'm going to talk about Christians. Is that all right? Most Christians don't want change. Most Christians want improvements. Most Christians don't want change. They want adjustments. Most people, most Christians don't want to be made over. They just want to be modified. Most Christians do not want to be like Jesus. They just want to be a better version of themselves. Uh-oh. Because we don't like change. Yeah. And here's the danger. It's so tempting to think, well, Pastor, if I don't change, what's the worst that could happen? If I don't change, nothing bad is going to happen. And we often think that. If I don't change my eating habits, nothing will happen. If I don't change my sleeping habits, nothing will will happen. If I don't change my, my, my thoughts, nothing will happen. But I want you to know that every time that we refuse to change, we actually bring much harm to our lives. Refusing to change will always cost you something. Refusing to change will cost you to miss out on something, whether that is an opportunity, whether that is a next level, whether that is joy, whether that is peace. But a refusal to change always comes at a price. In the 1940s, the Swiss watch company was one of the best sellers in the world. I remember hearing that they owned anywhere between 80 and 90% of the watch industry. But in the 1950s, the Swiss company was offered the digital watch and they refused it because after all, they owned most of the watch market. But the Japanese companies did embrace the digital watch. And guess what happened? Digital watches went up and regular watches went down. Today, 90% of the market is a digital watch. Would you say that the Swiss watch company lost something because they refused to change? See, when we are stubborn and we refuse to change, it, would all, it will always cost us something. So why does God want us to change? Why? Well, let me give you three reasons. You can fill these out in your outline. Look at them with me. Number one, God changes me. The first reason that God wants me to change, the first reason that God wants to change me is to make me more into his image. The first reason that God wants to change me and you is so that we look more like him. And that's a really good thing, isn't it? I mean, no, anybody want to look like the devil? Anybody want to look, act and behave like their mother-in-law? Right? If you got a good mother-in-law, you should. You should, right? See, the number one why God wants to change you is to make you more like him and let me tell you that is the greatest thing that could happen to you remember the old way of taking pictures remember back in the days you had to go buy a film open the camera put the film in take a picture and here's the thing here's the thing you didn't know how good or bad the picture was. You didn't know if you were a good photographer or not. You didn't know if your eyes were closed or you came out B school. You didn't know if you chopped somebody's head until what? Many weeks later, right? Yes. Why? Because the film had to go through a process so that you would be able to see the picture that you took. I mean, The picture was there, but the image was not revealed yet until the process had been completed. Well, guess what? The same is with us. God has taken a picture of us, and that picture is the image of his son, Jesus Christ, but now, little by little, glory by glory, season by season, he wants to reveal the image of Jesus in us that's what he wants to do and and here's what you got to know god uses every aspect in our lives he uses every face teenagers those of you that are in your teens god is using your teenager years to make you more like jesus new parents god is using that new season to make you more like jesus God uses every relationship. God uses every obstacle. And God uses every season in our lives to make us more like him. Look at what Hebrews twelve two says right there in your outlines. It says, let us fix our gaze or let us fix our eyes. Let us focus. Let us concentrate on Jesus. Why? Why Jesus? Well, he's the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. What does that mean? What does that have to do? Well, Jesus plays two roles in that verse. First, he's a pioneer. In other words, he's the one that begins something. He's the one that began the good work in us. He's the one that started the change in us. But not only is he a pioneer, he's the perfecter. And perfecter doesn't mean that there's no flaws. Perfecter means that it's complete, that it's finished. In other words, it's Jesus who begins the change in us, and it'll be Jesus who finishes the change in us. See, if you're in a relationship with God, you gotta know he's gonna wanna change you. And if you're in a relationship with God, come on, would you just take 15 seconds and look back, and I'm pretty sure you will see that God indeed has changed you. Listen, I'm still a jerk sometimes. I, I still get road rage sometimes. I still feel envy sometimes. I still sometimes have bad thoughts about certain people, especially those that go for the Giants. But here's the thing. I know for sure, I know for sure that God has changed me. And you, you, you may be here this morning And you may be saying, you know, but I still shout at my kids. I still feel jealousy. I still can't get over that. And that may be true. But I'm almost sure that if you stop and consider, you will see that God has changed you. And he's changed you for the good. He's changed you for the better. And you may not look like Jesus yet, but you look a little bit closer to Jesus. So keep walking with him. Keep letting Him change you. Because the more He changes you, the better wife you'll be. The better worker you'll be. The more peace you'll have. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Second reason why does God want to change me? Here's the second reason God changes me and you so that we can reach our potential. Would you fill that in? God changes me so I can reach my potential. Philippians 2.13 says the following, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to what? To fulfill his good purpose. Listen to me, God created you to fulfill his good purpose. God created you with a good purpose. God created you to accomplish something significant, something of value, to make a difference. But in order to do that, you're going to have to change. Remember those chia pets? I'm really revealing my age. I'm sorry for the millennials. You guys grew up with everything digital. You you fed Pokemons on your watch, but we got to play with real Chia pets, right? We got to put the seeds and and water in it, right? Here's the thing. Going back to the illustration of the picture, the film has the potential. Listen to me, the film in the old cameras has great potential. How good a picture turns out depends on what? On the film or the photographer? photographer. On the photographer. If I take a picture, it's not gonna look as good as if Angel takes a picture. He's a better photographer than I am. You are that film and God put potential in you. And when you let God be the one to change you, let me tell you, you'll be the best looking picture. The Bible says that you are his masterpiece. We will never reach our potential without God changing us. You were meant for something. God created you to fulfill his good will. But you gotta change. And the reason you gotta change is that there's some nasty areas in us. There's some things that sin has corrupted. There's some things that wrong friendships have input in us that need to change in order to reach our potential. You want to go to the next level in your life? You want to reach and fulfill the goodwill of God, uh, the, the will of God in your life? Let God change you. Yeah. Let God change you. Number three, here's a good one. This is the best one of all. God changes me. God wants to change me to live in his presence. Wait a minute. What are you talking about, pastor? In Exodus, in the book of Exodus, we have the story of Moses going out, going up to Mount Sinai. Remember that? God calls him and he tells him to go up to the mountain. He's going to speak to him. He gives him the Ten Commandments. But Moses is up there for so long that the people begin to believe that he's dead. And they say, this guy, this fella that brought us out, he, he probably died. And what is it that they do? What is it that they do? They build a calf to they can worship it. And not only do they build a calf, but they begin to behave very evil. And when God sees this, look at what he says in Exodus 33:3. Look at this. Look at this. Go up to this land that flows with milk and honey. Because remember the promise that God had made them, that he was going to take them to a land to, that was going to be their own that flowed with milk and honey. Look at what he's saying. He says, go up to this land that flows with milk and honey. Look at this. But I will not travel among you. In other words, I am not going to go with you. Why, God? For you are what? Stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I will surely destroy you along the way. God is willing to fulfill the promise, but He says, I'm not going to go with you. What is the reason God gives to say, I am my presence is not going to go with you? You know what the reason is? They're They're stubborn. What's a stubborn person? I said, I said, what's a stubborn person? Not to look at stubborn person, because some of you right away, you turn to look at somebody. Oh, okay. I, I didn't say who's a stubborn person. I said, what's a stubborn? A stubborn person is a person who refuses to change. Listen to this, listen to this. God is saying, "You're stubborn people You want to do things your way. You want to do it when you want to, with whom you want to, as long as you want to. And if you're going to be stubborn and want to do things your way, I can't be God among you. So guess what? You could go, but I won't go with you. Refusal to change can cost us to enjoy God's presence. Could it be that maybe we feel distanced from God? because we haven't been willing to change what he's been asking us to change. So three reasons why God wants to change you. I think they're really good reasons, which I hope now you would say, pastor, I wanna change. How do I do that? How can I change? What are the steps that I need to take to change? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm gonna give them to you. Number one, if you wanna change, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta believe that there's something better ahead of you. You got to believe that there's something better ahead of you. God has a better future for your life. God has a higher level that he wants to take you. God has a higher quality of life that he wants to give you. God has a better person that he wants to forge in you. But the only way that'll happen is that if you're willing to change and you won't be willing to change unless you believe there's something better ahead. You know, sometimes my kids will get candy or things, and I want to take it away from them. You know what's the only way I can get them to give up something? By promising them something better. You know, if if you give me that cookie later on, I'll let you have two. And, And we're the same way. Unless we can believe that there's something better ahead. Unless we can believe that there's something on the other side of change, we'll stay where we are. Listen to me, your future, and I'm not talking about eternity only, your future is impacted by what you believe. Your faith impacts your future. Can I prove that to you? Look at what Matthew nine twenty nine says. This is Jesus talking. He says, according to your faith, let it be done to you. You will not receive what you cannot believe and unless you believe that God has something on the other side of purity. Unless you believe that God has something on the other side of faithfulness. Unless you believe that God has something better on the other side of generosity. Unless you believe that God has something on the other side of consecration you will not change. Faith causes you to move forward. If you believe that something can happen, you won't stay stuck. But if you don't have faith, you'll be comfortable where you are. Here's the second thing that you can do to change. First, believe that there's something better ahead of you. But the second, it's a real simple one. You ready for this? Decide to change. Change. If you want to change, you got to decide to change. You're not going to change until you decide. Enough is enough. You're not you got to change. Look at what Matthew 5:37 says. It says, "Just say a simple yes I will or no I won't." Most of us, we don't know how to say yes, and we don't want, we don't know how to say no. We, we give a bunch of mixed messages. Well, maybe I'll let you know. I'll, I'll tell my people to get in touch with your people. Listen, just say, just say yes or no, right? Stop praying if God wants you to change and decide to change. Stop, well, I need to hear from God if He wants. Listen, if you need to hear from God, you are hearing from God. He wants you to change. Decide to change. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen until you decide to change. See, here's the thing. God has given you a free will. And he's going to respect what you decide. And if you decide to stay where you are, well, he'll let you be stubborn on your own. But if you decide, God, I want to change, he's going to honor your decision and he's going to fulfill his good purpose. He's going to take you to the next level. He's going to take you to the next season. He's going to help you make progress. He's going to help you advance. He's going to improve you. He's going to change you, and he's going to give you success. But you got to decide. Listen, some of you, here's how you need to apply this point. you got to decide to get baptized. I know it got quiet. I don't know what some of you are waiting for to get baptized. Baptism is a good decision to say, "Hey, I've decided to believe in Jesus and to follow him." Does that mean I'm going to make I'm not going to make mistakes? No, it doesn't mean that. Does that mean that I have it all together? No, it doesn't mean that. Does that mean that I don't have struggles? No, it doesn't mean that. But simply what it means is that I've decided to follow Jesus. Amen. So if you want to change, if you want to become all that God meant for you to become, one practical way for you to make that step is to decide to get baptized. In fact, if you haven't gotten baptized, I want to challenge you right now. In front of you, there's a respond card. Get it, put your name on it, put your number, and then turn it in. We'll get in touch with you. Get baptized. Decide. Let other people know that you've decided to follow Jesus, amen? Number three, to change, here's a big one. You have to be willing to pay the price. You have to be willing to pay the price. Change will always cost you something. But if you remember, I told you that the lack of change will always cost you something too. But wanting to change is gonna, might cost you some friendships. Friendships. You know, when I was young and I had my little season of rebellion, the first thing that I needed to change was my friendships. When I changed my friendships, walking with the Lord got a lot easier. Yeah. And if you want to change, it's going to cost you friendship. It's going to cost you some habits. Yeah. Some of you, you're not going to be able to go play golf anymore. I'm sorry, Manala. <laughs> some of you, you're not going to be able to buy those lotto tickets anymore. God, listen, change is going to cost you comfort. Change is going to cost you pride. Change is going to cost you time. Change is even going to cost you things that you delight in. But let me tell you something. The reward is greater. The reward is so much greater. When you decide to change, you'll pay a price, but the reward will be greater than the price you pay. Look at what Psalms 126, 5 and 6 says. Those who plant with tears will gather fruit with songs of joy. He who goes out crying as he carries his bags of seed will return with songs of joy as he brings much grain with him. You want to know how hard and how high the price to change is? Sometimes it's so high that some people will rather live broken than change. Wow. Wow. Some people would rather function broken than to say, let me pay the price of making the phone calls, starting forgiveness, of starting to get therapy, of getting help, of making changes, of, of putting myself in the
0: program so that I could change.
1: Listen. Don't live broken. Don't live broken. A while back, um, my brother, he bought me a really cool jersey. It's the Rams Super Bowl jersey. And and uh, he bought it for me for, for a birthday that he owed me in the past. And uh, uh, he said, hey... W- w- Which one do you want? I picked it. He paid for it. Really awesome. It got delivered to my house, and uh, I opened it, put it on. It looked looked good. Not as good as the Dodger one, but but, but really good, you know? Um, And I got Aaron Donald's number, right? And uh, I was putting it on. And when I was taking it off, I noticed that the jersey had an imperfection. You couldn't really tell from far away. But if you were close enough, you could. And it really didn't matter if other people could tell. What mattered was that I could tell. And I remember I took it off, and at first I thought that it was a smudge. I thought that it was it was dirty, but it wasn't. When they had printed one of the numbers, there must have been a hair or something. And when the hair got pulled out, it pulled some of the ink and it made a line. And not only did the number not look good, but there was, there was ink on, on the shirt. And I remember even asking Lorena, like, hey, is it that noticeable? And she said, no, it's not that noticeable. But I didn't keep it. I called my brother and I said, hey, I think, I think you got to call them back and ask them to send you another one. And you may say, Pastor, you're just being picky. Why not just stay with that shirt? Here's why. Here's why. Because he paid too much money for me to stay with that shirt like that. Why should you change? Why not stay broken? Here's why. Because God
0: has paid too much to leave you broken. Why does God want to change you? To be more like Jesus. To reach the highest potential and so that you can enjoy the presence of God. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, We want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life.